Hello everyone, and welcome to the Wasted Youth Podcast. In this week's episode, Micah and Shotgun talk about Spider-Man and all our thoughts on it. If that sounds enjoyable, sit back, grab a drink, and enjoy this week's episode. good to go now so mm-hmm. sit back relax enjoy talk about <laughs> spooderman is that is that right spider-man Sp- yes we're talking about spider-man uh spooty boy far from home no no way home no yeah that's the yeah, one no way, home. no way home the new one the new one the new one the best one um let's see it's got it's 10 out of 10 it's got 200% more spiders than previous Spider-Man. But only 50% more men. Uh, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man, 10 out of 10. I agree. I agree. Goat flu. Welcome to the stream. Uh, Let's see here. Audio levels look good. Video looks good. It's like... Uh, I'm assuming that's you uh, discording. Yes. Okay. Uh, my Discord did not do streamer mode, so I will do that. No. Da, da, da. Stop it. <laughs> uh, notifications. Message. Cool. So professional this evening. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I had to mess with my settings because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was no bueno. But we're chilling now. So, have you seen all the uh, Spider-Man movies? Or... Uh, I didn't see either of the Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Okay, we're we're on the same track then. I have not either, which sucks. Um, but here's my have you have you seen Venom? I have seen Venom. I have oh yes, we watched Venom one. together. We yeah. watched Venom together. I forgot about that. Yes, sir. That was a really good movie. We could mm-hmm. touch on that. I really want to do an episode on Deadpool. Uh, yes, yes, that'd, that's a good idea. That'd be a funny episode. Just saying Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider-Man. That's fair point. Uh, I honestly don't know which one's my favorite. They've all got pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Venom. Deadpool. <sighs> we could do one on the uh, atrocious Fantastic Four movie. We could. The newer one. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? I'm just kind of brainstorming. Since we are on episode 20 of season yes. one. Oh, dude. This is the final episode. Yeah. Final episode of season one. Then uh, season two next week. Next basic. week. Next week. Yeah. Next week. We're not doing a hiatus. I thought I thought our I thought our hiatus was uh over the holidays. Since we took oh. two weeks off then. Yeah, but we only kinda took two weeks off. We still streamed. I think we should take Oh yeah, pro- we did. I think we should I think we should take a proper hiatus to uh actually plan shit out. I that's think fair. I think a t- a two week hiatus is probably what we do. That's kinda what we did last time. Fair. Uh, then we could just what do a total hiatus or uh like do a little stream uh maybe a mini stream uh like just one playing of the, a one game the... or something yes um anyway i think i got the itinerary typed up pretty good so um okay i'll pull we'll, it up we'll, on my phone we'll uh we'll jump into the podcast we'll cut all this stuff out this is 
premium Twitch content for you guys that showed up. This won't be cut this out of the podcast. Ah, <laughs> uh, that being said, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wasted Youths podcast, episode twenty of season one, the final episode of season one. Um, we're talking about the uh, new Spider-Man film tonight. Uh I think that's a great way to cap off this season. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, first we'll, we'll we'll go a little bit out of order tonight. We'll start by asking a different question than I stop. Oh, okay. Uh, in one sentence, shotgun. What did you think of Spider-Man: uh, No Way Home? In one sentence. In one sentence. We'll talk about it more obviously later, but just just give you. Um. Math is important because it's used to defeat Doctor Strange. Yes. Okay, good thought. Yes. <laughs> now on to the traditional... Sorry, what are you having for tonight? I am having some Maker's Mark. Because right. it was on sale again because nobody's buying it. So I'm like, I'll cop. What about you? So... So I have something, something uh, Garrett lent to me, and because let me guess, is it Shamboard? No. Oh. You you can guess a million times, and you will not get it. Okay. What is it? Because <laughs> I don't I don't actually know what this alcohol is called. <laughs> And it's written in Hungarian. Oh. <laughs> but, um, no, he's, uh, of course, you know, Garrett, and I went to the same, uh, Bible college, and he's not allowed to have alcohol on the <laughs> campus, so Oof. he's like, hey, Mike, I take care of this, also you can have some if you want, uh, but don't, like, kill it, so I will not kill it. <laughs> I think, I was, I was opening it up, he gave me like a few bottles and I'm like I think this is the one he said I could have but um let's hope (laughs) what's what's the the ABV is uh uh, 40% okay so so we're just gonna have in fact because it's such a small bottle and I don't it is not actually my alcohol we're just going to have a little bit of it it's not even gonna be a full bottle just a little um, sippy, sipping yes. shot. Yes. Uh, I'm told this is a miserable drink to have. Really? So, so, What's the color in it? It is brown. It is brown. It okay, is brown. so maybe a whiskey or a bourbon at 40%. Mm. That's that. And then after this... Ooh, it smells interesting. It smells like... um. Barley-ish, almost. Barley. Okay. It is probably um, a whiskey, then. But, um... Anyway, after that, because this is the 20th episode, the final episode, I figured <laughs> I had to do something crazy. Uh-oh. So, you know how, like, when you were a kid, uh-huh. and you went to McDonald's, uh, oh, hey. you, got, you got a soda, right? Hmm. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you're just like, I'm gonna mix drinks together, okay? And then eventually... One day you had the idea is, what if I just mixed all the drinks? No. And no. you just went... Nope. Well. Never. Oh, no. Oh, no, Micah. Oh, <laughs> no. So we're going to do it. I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh... <laughs> okay, all right. Zwack contains huh. more than 40 herbs and it's aged in oak casks aged at least six months. It has a dark amber color and smells of herbs and citrus and it can be served as an aperitif or digestive. Have fun oh, in the bathroom later. Gotcha. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that's fancy, fancy words for before a meal or after a meal. Yes. Well, joke's on you. I don't have a meal. <laughs> you, uh, you want a um, french fry? I'll give you a french fry. You live like 
500 miles away, my dude. <laughs> I'll be there in hour and a half tops. Well, <laughs> like three, maybe four, because we're recording right now and I can't yes. leave. So yeah, Exactly. Anyway, so after I take this shot, I'm going to uh, mix all of my alcohols, excluding this into this little tiny thing and I will drink the whole thing over the course of this episode you have my word no matter how much it sucks first let me take some of this stuff I'll take a shot of this. you're gonna get so sick bro <laughs> you're gonna be <laughs> this so is, sick this is in lieu of the news because we didn't look up any news I've got news actually okay alright well I'm still doing this Fair. you can't stop me I won't stop <laughs> oh I smell the citrus now it is oh, that is a good smell Oh, oh, that's that is good. Really? Yeah. What, like, what's the flavor profile? Like, does it burn like a whiskey, or is no, it no, no, smooth? no, no, no? It's not. It's not a whiskey. It's smooth. Well, no, burn like a whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. smooth. It doesn't burn. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, I'm trying to describe the flavor. Um, Herbish. It's it sticks in your mouth. Yeah, herbish. Okay. Um It's definitely an acquired taste. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know that. You know, I'm just I'm just saying it's good because, you know, like it's not hypothetically <laughs> if I drank it all the time, I know I would eventually like it and it's one of those things I would like offer to people snobbishly and say, <laughs> Hey, you should try this and then people would be like, Bleh. <laughs> But um <laughs> Let's see. Oh, what's that flavor? Dang it. Um, is it like gin? No, kinda? it's not. Not not, not like, like a gin? gin. No, it's genuinely like. Have you ever had? Have you ever had like a barley based soda? Oh, okay. Okay. Like those Asian sodas. Yeah, yeah. It's like that flavor that like sticks around in your mouth, but much stronger. And then there's a little bit of a citrusy element to it. Okay. It's it's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, that being said, you can talk about the news. And I'm slowly going to start filling this up. Okay. Sounds like a plan to me. I'll, I'll cut in when I add something interesting. Okay. Um, I'll start the by news. Oh, God. My, uh... Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I'm getting queasy. You're, wel you're welcome for this. I uh, do uh, this for the Twitch. Disgusting. This is a monstrosity. Um, but the news. Twitch, you can look up the VOD. You can see me adding stuff. He's going to vomit. Yeah, probably. No, I'm not. You guys <laughs> have a weak stomach. I do not. No, and that's I'm only fair. adding a little bit of each to each one. Alright, well, the news for this week is something that'll potentially piss off majority of gamers who just so happen to have purchased the newest Battlefield 2042. Battlefield 2042 has done so terribly because the dev team has been so slow because they took a hiatus during the holidays so the game went unchanged for around a month two months uh, it has performed so terribly even though they're releasing massive updates now it no. may go free to play yes <laughs> no yes I why? have not spent any money on this game that's why <laughs> no because then, where are they going to get their money from? Oh, in-game microtransactions. Which means you're not unlocking stuff anymore. It's buying cosmetics. And then it's truly turned into Call of Duty. Alright, if so. I puke tonight, it's actually just going to be because I add the Svedka Blue Raspberry. Uh. I ever since that one night of Halo drinking games, I just can't with this anymore. This <sighs> is why it's been sitting on my shelf for like almost a whole year now. Yeah. 
That's so bad, but they deserve to fail at this point. I mean, arguably, they have brought out a lot of updates recently now that they're actually working again. Do I think they should have taken the hiatus when the game was in such a bad state? Absolutely not. Like, if your crap's broke, you you gotta fix it, or you're gonna sink the ship. Um, I think, uh, oh yeah, also, there's another news bit I'll add in a sec. Uh, I'm very forgiving when it comes to, like, producing a game, or movie, or whatever, because as long as they're showing effort to update and fix the game and push out more content, all that jazz, I'm willing to give them another try, like Bungie with Destiny. The issue isn't them releasing an update. No, it's the game dev don't make complete games anymore. Yeah, I agree, 100%. I mean, Warzone's been broken for three months. Ever since Caldera, the map, released when they implemented Vanguard, it's been broke ever since. I've quit playing it for now. Um, I I think what a lot of game devs are running into is investors are like, put out the game at this time. We want the game out by this time. Yeah. And crap happens, and you can't make the deadline well you're forced to because the people financially supporting you say release it now so you release an unfinished game and then have to do updates but therein lies the issue oh rebel stoked root beer flavored whiskey oh god dude oh god no um we'll see i hope it doesn't go free to play because that paywall helps prevent a massive amount of hackers um that is true because that if you have free to play you just freaking get another steam account buy the game or download the game then keep going um warzone's actually doing pretty good right now on that end of the spectrum on the uh, whole hacker problem once it's uh ooh, nasty nasty Mike is still making his um, abomination. Uh, so, uh, Ricochet, Warzone's anti-cheat for Vanguard implementation. It Once it recognizes you are playing suspiciously, like aimbot, walls, all that stuff, your bullets won't do damage anymore. Oof. Like, there was uh, a... Get some gold bits in there. Yep. Um. So yeah, if I bunny hop around a corner like I do, and this dude just sprays into my head, easy locking. Um, the first like two bullets will do damage, but then once the anti cheat kicks in, it'll just stop doing damage, and I can kill him. So, I'm happy for that, but still not playing much of it because the map itself is still broken. Um, I haven't, I haven't had this Midori since I bought it because I haven't found anything that it's a good mix with, and I don't think this is any different. But as what, for the rules of this challenge, what flavor is Midori? Like, what is it even? The, so Midori is a uh, liqueur. Oh, okay. And oh, see, look, it still has the tape on it. <laughs> um, it is, uh comes in a variety of flavors. This one in particular is a uh, melon liqueur made with Japanese melons. Oh, okay. It might be good with Sprite. I have Sprite. After this, I'll mix this with Sprite to either wash it down or be even more disgusted because honestly, this stuff doesn't mix well. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I might just not like the taste of melons though either. Fair point. Yeah. I'm I'm iffy on like fruit flavored alcohol. I like the watermelon vodka mixed with Sprite. That's a dangerous mix. Um 
but I don't get it too often because it is super sweet and my sweet tooth is limited. Alright, butterscotch scotch schnapps. Schnapps? Uh, what's what's the other news? Did I have any other news? You said there was another news clip. Oh yeah, um, duh. Along the lines of Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and many other very popular games, guess who purchased out Microsoft? Activision. Microsoft. No. It's yes, Microsoft, <laughs> it is <Okay>. actually. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm pretty sure it is. Yep. Yeah. All right. For like Before seventy-eight billion dollars. This wouldn't be complete if I did not add a Woodford Reserve cherry. Oh, you you have to, man. You have to. Yes. Use this to get it out. Woodford Reserve cherry. Heck yeah. And now, I call this particular combination, which is, before I reveal the name, I'll tell you what it, what the recipe is, just in case anyone wants to replicate this at home. Oh, dear lord. This is uh, one part uh, Captain Morgan 100 proof spice rum, one part Smirnov vanilla vodka, one part Svedka new raspberry vodka, one part E&J Spiced Rum, or Spice Brandy, my bad. One part Rebel Stoke uh, Root Beer Flavored Whiskey. One part uh, Three Olives Whipped Cream Vodka. Oh no. Don't break shit. One, one part Old Smoky Moonshine Apple Pie Flavor. One part Goldschlager. One part Phillips Butterscotch Flavored Schnapps. Uh, and one part Midori Melon Liquor Oil. Uh, and this is particular combination. Oh, and of course one would refer reserve chair, bourbon cherry. Of course, this I call this combination the Bear Brills. Oh my god. <laughs> for obvious reasons if you're looking at the camera. Yep. And for those reasons that you could probably figure out if you're listening to the podcast. Let's have a sip. Oh god. You say a prayer real quick. <laughs> Dies instantly. No, please don't let me die. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've sinned. <laughs> don't tell me it's not bad. That has to be atrocious. You're smiling. No. <laughs> you is, know what? Is it not bad? It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could bottle this in some Oh, no. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, of I, course I'm you'd not, like it. I'm not going to buy I will make this for you next time. Next oh, time hell no. Yep, yep. I'm saving some of each of the stuff in these bottles, just, just so next time you're here. Oh, God. I don't know what this average is out to be in terms of alcohol content. 3,000%. <laughs> no, it's got to be like, because, I mean... Because it gets diluted by well, the bigger stuff gets diluted by the smaller stuff. So I I'd say probably it's probably around thirty five percent in the total. Maybe maybe thirty percent. Ugh, it's nasty. It's not that bad. I will probably get sick of it shortly. I can I can taste the svetka in it like specifically, even though I didn't add that much of it. <laughs> But yeah, it just tastes it tastes very sweet. Huh. Interesting. Very, very sweet. Interesting. Uh, anyway, on to tonight's main topic. Yes. <laughs> Finally now that we're half done hour being in. stupid. <laughs> you gotta have some coke to wash it down. Um uh, this is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> Alright, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate Spider-Man No Way Home? 10. 10? Really? Yeah, I thought wow. it was freaking fantastic. I don't have right. any qualms with it, honestly. Gotcha. Nothing that stuck with me, anyways, if I did have any qualms. Gotcha. I am gonna give it a 8 out of 10, honestly. 
Okay. But I, that's that's pretty good for me. I don't hardly give anything a full ten out of ten. I'm I'm changing it. Nine. 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 There's one one thing that broke it for me. Gotcha. What was it? All the Spider Men, they didn't feel No 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 no, they did. They did. Did they? Yes, like very briefly. It was like a blink and you miss it kind of thing. Oh, and they okay. didn't explicitly do it because they had done two memes already. Yeah. <laughs> fair. They they um when they were on the Eiffel Tower, they were positioned in such a way. They were having a conversation. Oh well, yeah, yeah. About how um Andrew Garfield Spider Man always wanted brothers and you know he loves them and stuff like that and they're just like sitting there like looking at each other like (laughs) (laughs) but no it was it was fantastic (laughs) that's crazy um and they kind of also did it in the scene with uh you know uh what's his name uh i forget the actor's name from the rainy trilogy oh Uh, uh Gotta look that up real quick because he's the one that he's my favorite. I just can't read this one. <laughs> his name's like Trevor. Um. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Toby. Toby McGuire. Yeah. So Toby McGuire's Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. When they first meet each other, they kind of do the thing, and then they start shooting webs at each other. <laughs> It's like, where did but, you yeah. come from? Yeah, so you know, this the the memes are there. Um, fun fact: all the actors for the three Spider Men dated their co stars. Yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> yep, I believe. Um, it. yeah. All right, so let's let's go over a summary of the plot real quick. This will obviously we're obviously gonna have spoilers because we're talking about a new movie. Or, well, you know, it's not new anymore, but, you know, recently, recent movie. Yeah. Um, so beware of that. Uh, this movie, I don't necessarily think you need to go into it blind. I think it's an experiential movie. If you go into it knowing, you know, like all the major spoilers you've probably heard already. So, yeah. um, that being said, the internet did do a really good job of keeping this under wraps. I didn't see any spoilers on the internet. I until after I watched it. I didn't watch it until like five days after it came out. Uh, which is really good for the internet in my opinion. Yeah. But I, anyway. I literally just saw memes. So yes. no, no spoilers really. Yeah. So the basic plot is uh, you know, Peter Parker wants to go to college, okay, and he wants his friends to be able to go to college too, but because of the events of Spider-Man Far From Home, uh, everyone knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and they also think they murdered Mysterio, who everyone thinks was, like, a hero. Um, and, you know, which none of that happened, but, uh, you know, because of this, MIT rejects him, and also, uh, his friends, because they associate with Spider-Man. So, uh, they're not allowed to go to MIT. And Spider-Man's like, yo, um, I want, I really want to go to MIT, so I'm going to go talk to Doctor Strange and get him to, like, mind-wipe the entire universe and make sure everyone doesn't know that I'm Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, as Doctor Strange is, like, doing the spell to do this, he, uh, frickin'... Peter Parker starts uh being like, wait, 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 no, hold up, wait, I want, I want my girlfriend to know I'm Spider-Man still. And he's like, uh, okay, fine, don't, don't change the spell while I'm doing it. And he's like, wait, 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 hold up, I need my Aunt May to know also that I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> he's like, he's like, okay, all right, stop talking to me. And then, wait, I need Ned. And he's like, ah, you know what? Fuck, the spell's getting out of control. I'm gonna conceal it, put it in this box. Uh, don't open the box, otherwise the spell will happen. Um. And I've got to lock the box away. And so that's what he does. And he's like, and Peter's like, wait, can we try again? He's like, nope, too dangerous. Can't do it now. And he's like, 
and eventually he's like, well, how am I going to get in? He's like, well, have you tried, like, what did they say when you filed an appeal? Mm. And Peter's like, there's an appeal? There's an appeal? You can do that? (laughs) He's like, you mean you fucking tried getting me to change the fucking universe without even calling the school first? (laughs) And then he goes all uh, stalker psycho and hunts down the lady. Yeah, in her car. In her car, on the highway, he shows up. He's like, uh, so, uh, Miss Lady, can you, um, let me into MIT, actually, please? Um, and then Doc Ock from the Raimi trilogy shows up and attacks him and the lady, and he saves her, and she's like, sure, you can go to MIT. And then, uh, frickin' Doctor Strange teleports him back, and he's like, look, so... When you tried to get me to erase everyone's memory uh, of the people, like everyone who knew you were Spider-Man, Peter Parker's Spider-Man, to, um, you know, not remember that anymore, uh, basically what happened is we accidentally opened a rift in the multiverse, and now everyone in the multiverse who knows Peter Parker as Spider-Man is coming here. For Spider-Man. And... <laughs> um, you did leave out and... one part, though. Goblin attacked all of them on the bridge as well oh yeah yeah, yes i forgot about that so anyway the first uh well the second act of the film is pretty much spider-man going around and uh, capturing all of the classic villains from the other spider-man films and teleporting them back to dr strange's dungeon (laughs) um where dr strange will then send them back to their home dimensions but then as uh, Peter Parker learns that all of them are going to die, essentially, when they go back to their home dimensions. He wants to save them. So uh, he goes about, he breaks them out of Doctor Strange's dungeon and says, alright, we're gonna fix all of you beforehand. So he goes about, you know, fixing the malfunction with, you know, Doc Ock's tentacles that makes it take over his brain and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, you know, he tries to do that, and then he's trying to fix, he's trying to create a serum for Norman Osborn. But Norman Osborn, who has been cooperative up to this point, uh, starts to, you know, go Green Goblin, and then he attacks everyone, and, big spoiler alert, kills Aunt May. <laughs> Which is fucking sad. Because yep. we didn't get... We didn't get an Uncle Ben death in this Spider-Man trilogy, so they had to give us an Aunt May death, which is worse somehow. <laughs> More why'd emotional. They to, why'd they have to kill the hot Aunt May? Why couldn't they have killed one of like the old Aunt Mays? <laughs> oh, man. So yeah. then, you know, Peter goes off and starts moping, and uh, uh, Merrick MJ is trying to find him, and Ned has figured out how to use Doctor Strange's teleporty portal ring thing. And so Ned's like, hey, show me Peter Parker. And then, uh, or no, he says, show me Spider-Man. And then, like, the ring appears, and uh, Spider-Man's through the ring. And then he runs through the ring, and he takes it off, and it's Andrew Garfield. And everyone's like, What? I totally didn't expect this, even though everyone, like, expected it. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> and and then, then he's like, okay, well, wait, we gotta find our Peter. So he's like, show me Peter Parker. And then there's, uh, you know, uh, Toby Maguire <laughs> that comes through the portal. <laughs> and he's like, oh. Well, wait, where's, where's, where's our, where's our, uh, Spider-Man? Uh, and then they go off to find him. Uh, After a Spi- uh, web sling shootout, yes, and yes, the uh, grandmother, um, his grandmother, yeah, Ned's grandmother, Ned's, Ned's grandmother, yes, whom, but anyway, loses long, her mind at them. Third act summarized as pretty much all the Spider Man's team up to fight all of the villains at the Statue of Liberty, which is honestly pretty dope, and they all get sent back to their home dimensions, but also. Uh, it's kind of sad. We'll get to that. We'll get to. We'll describe the end at the end of the episode. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
So that's the plot. Yes. Obviously, you got your returning villains. And what do you think of that shot, Um, Honestly, I liked it because I, on first of all, didn't know that um, this Doc Ock was the original actor. So I thought yes. that was freaking cool. I have no idea about Green Goblin, who played that then versus now. Same guy. Same guy? Through? It was all, all, all the same actors. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... Oh, what's his name? I forget that actor's name. William Defoe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which he... I thought he did a phenomenal job. I mean, dude, all of them dude, did a great they job. Did, they did... <laughs> they put it in there so unnaturally, the... You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like one of his lines from Spider-Man 2. I No. Yeah, it was the original I Spider-Man. Think, yeah. Um, and they just, and it became a meme, and they just uh, threw it in there. Like, in the movie. Like, in such an, it was like a wink to the camera sort of deal. Like, he took up. He would. He took up the pose and everything. He's like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and everyone just was like, you know, we know, we all know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sandman fun fact: He never actually showed up on set. It was all CGI. Yes. Hmm. Yes, that is true. I didn't know that. That was. Uh, that was very interesting. I I don't even know if they had the same actor to voice him. Hmm. Um, that was one of the things that I noticed. It's like, oh yeah, he's always in his like sand form. He was never when you know in Spider Man three, he could like turn into like what looked like a flesh and blood human. Yeah. Um. He was he was in the sand form. Hmm. Yeah, it was all lines from the movies. Um, but uh. Sandman, I think, to be honest, he was probably the second least appealing of the villains we had. Yeah. Um. You had uh, what's his name? Uh, the lizard. Yep. Who was honestly pretty boring, in my opinion. Yeah. Like he just kind of, in the beginning, you don't even show how he gets captured. Doctor Strange just says he captured him in the sewer when Peter shows up. Yeah. Um. Electro was pretty cool. Electro made me want to go and watch The Amazing Spider-Man, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, or The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, was the one that he showed up in. Yeah, I... I oh, light bulb. Wow. Oops. Uh, I thought he did really good. Mm-hmm. Like, um... He actually, uh... Fried the new chip that Doc Ock had. Yes. Like, when they all did their major breakout before aunt may died um Mm -hmm. he's just Mm -hmm. like uh what what was the line it was a really good line um i like the old you better or something like that yeah welcome back doc ock or something just zap he's like oh yeah i'm like okay Uh but you think so so that was the thing you think he fried the chip but then it turns out like he actually maybe didn't actually um, because of how, like, what happens at the end. Like, it's for, it's kind of a fake-out. Because in the final fight scene, yeah, you, you get, um, basically all of them, all of them there except Doc Ock, and right as, I think, Goblin's about to, like, uh, skewer one of them, uh, Doc Ock shows up and grabs him, or something like that. And it's like, oh wait, no, Doc Ock's still a good guy. Which honestly I really like. Yeah. I I, re- I really feel like with how Spider-Man 2 was, uh Octavius really needed a redemption, a better like he had a redemption arc within the movie, but it was like it was very rushed. It was like the last ten minutes of the movie. Hmm. And I was like, I, I I really want to see like a redeemed Doc Ock. That would be really cool. You get that a little bit in the comics. Um, I always just find even just the character of Doctor Octavius before he goes all octopus mm-hmm. is uh is an intriguing character. Um, mm. 
He's a real. He's a really one of those few um, characters that I think makes a really cool villain and a really cool hero. Yeah, I, yeah, a good balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I don't know about the whole chip thing. Yeah, let's mm. see. Who else do we have? We had that was it. We got the Green Goblin. Well, we didn't talk about in this segment, but um, he was pretty cool. He kind of served as. Him and Electro both served as, like, the primary antagonists, I think, of the film. Um, like, you know, the Green Goblin is all about chaos, but Norman Osborn really, you know, with the way that the Raimi films did it, I don't know if this is, like, traditionally how the character is done, because I'm not familiar with the character of Norman Osborn outside of the, uh, Raimi films. But... Uh, he's pretty much, it's a bipolar or like a, the dissociative identity disorder kind of thing where he's like, uh, he kind of splits off and becomes a completely different person. So he's got two people living in his head. Um, yeah, cause that's why he was chill at first. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, no, no, I totally want to work with you to, you know, basically cure everyone else. And then he's like. I'm not going to do that. I will instead cause problems on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> no joke. And also murder your aunt. Yeah. Like, I'll just do this now. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, uh, you know, kind of uh, interesting. Uh, because it's like... Uh, like, it's like, that was, that was really sad. Because it was like, Aunt May was like Peter's only like real family at that point. Yeah. Like yeah. the closest thing he had aside from Aunt May was Tony Stark, who's also now dead. Yeah. Spoilers if you haven't kept up with the MCU in like three years. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> accurate. But uh <laughs> but yeah, so but And happy. I guess and happy. But let's with that, let's step into how this affects the MCU. Because what actually happens at the end of the film is not only not only does everyone get sent home, um, like all all the people from alternate universes, all the Spider Mans and all the villains get sent home. They also Doctor Strange finishes the spell with the multiverse like open, so everyone in the entire multiverse multiverse is what's implied forgets that Spider-Man and Peter Parker are the same person. Um, and uh, everyone who forgets who Peter Parker is, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. like he essentially erases all memories of Peter Parker for, from existence. Which is freaking sad. Which also fixes one of the issues that people were bringing up in the, um, you know, after... Uh, Far From Home was released which is that like the post credit scene showed uh, the Daily Bugle outing his identity and everyone's like whoa wait this means Spider-Man can't ever get work for the Daily Bugle which is like a traditional Spider-Man story arc is him getting photos of himself to make money (laughs) 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 but but um, this kind of fixes it because it's like oh now no one knows who Spider-Man is including um J. Jonah Jameson, who's like uh was the person who outed him initially. So maybe this setting up in the next Spider Man movie, he actually does go to work for the Daily Bugle and get uh you know, pictures like that. Hmm. Which, you know, he needs to make money somehow now, because Aunt May's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and no one else remembers who he is. <laughs> including oh my goodness, that scene the scene at Aunt May's grave. Oh, yeah. Was sad. Because he's visiting the grave, and then Happy walks up to the grave. Because Happy and Aunt May were dating. And <laughs> I forgot about that. And and Happy's like, so how'd you know her? <laughs> it's like, I'm her nephew. <laughs> Yeah, like related or something like that, and it's like, oh, okay. It's like, oh fuck, happy was his only person left. 
him, Happy, MJ, and Ned. And then he goes, he goes to the freaking, he tells, he tells MJ before the spell, this is what got me. He tells MJ before the spell happened that, like, she's going to forget who he is. And MJ's like, okay, but promise me you'll, like, actually, you know, come get me again when that happens. And he freaking goes to the diner where MJ works, and Ned's there, and he just freaking orders a coffee and leaves. And also MJ and Ned got into MIT, which is the only happy ending in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does he what does he even go out and do after that? He he rents an apartment. Like oh, in the yeah. trilogy. Yeah. And it's just like this shitty apartment. <laughs> <clears throat> and that's the end of it. And then there's a post there's two post credit scenes. One Well, let's let's before we get to that, let's talk about how this affects the MCU kind of. So one oh. There's the multiverse open, okay. Um, and so that's kind of crazy. Like, you know, now we have a whole multiverse of options, which is kind of implied in the Loki series. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I, I'm thinking now that I, this is just coming to me, and it might be the weird alcohol topic. But, <laughs> um, uh, real quick, I agree. I thought Ned and MJ were going to get together, too. Dude, that would have been there. so sad. I would have actually cried in the theater. <laughs> but Ned shoot his shot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, that's the thing though. Yeah. There's just no memory of Spider-Man, so their current relationships with everybody else didn't change. So well, I except, think except in the except in the ways that they wouldn't have developed without Peter. Yeah. 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 Uh, um but what, yeah what were you saying sorry yeah so so now you got that entire so i just made this connection though is that the i think the only reason that this was allowed to happen in the mcu is because of the events that happened in loki which okay. um if you haven't seen loki basically loki talks uh shows us and this is kind of a minor spoiler for Loki, but like nothing major. Loki shows us that there's this, um, basically, uh, I forget what the acronym is, but they're this interdimensional organization that basically makes sure that there's only one timeline of events that happens. Um, and that's the real timeline as described by like this, these higher beings. But, um, at the end of it, Loki causes basically a multiversal split by going against this, you know, uh, the, I forget, uh, it's Kang. Mm. They, they go against Kang. Um, but, um, yeah, so they have, now they have, uh, the possibility of the multiverse open, which is, which might be why the spell went wrong to begin with, because Doctor Strange said he had used this spell before, and nothing bad happened. So hmm. maybe now, without this organization making sure the timeline stays in check, things can actually go awry. Gotcha. Which is an interesting uh, time variance authority, TVA is what they call it. They're hmm. basically, yeah, yeah, in- okay. interesting stuff. But um, if you haven't seen Loki, I would highly recommend it. It's good. Um, it's real it good. Is good. Uh, but, basically, they took Spider-Man out of the MCU because the contract was up, and Sony gets the rights back to Spider-Man now. That's dumb. Yeah. But also, but also, wait, hold up, hold up. If they make a Spider-Man four, like if they hire, bring back Sam Raimi to make a fourth Spider-Man, or even an Amazing Spider-Man three at this point, I would go see it. This is this is this is probably a decent <clears throat> move actually and you know what i bet that uh disney has actually negotiated something with sony that what's probably going to happen is we're going to see more mcu spider-man yeah sometime in the future 
um, as a result of this film allowing Sony to make more alternate Spider-Man movies. Hmm. So we can make, so basically Sony's going to be making uh, Spider-Man in these alternate universes, but are still part of the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. That's my theory. Um, and then eventually maybe we'll get see, see some more of, uh, you know, this MCU Spider-Man as well. Gotcha. That'd make sense. That'd make mm-hmm. sense. Well, and then uh, they bringing Venom? Yes. So that's the interesting thing. And that's why I don't necessarily buy this whole, you know, uh, Disney is done with Spider-Man thing. Because the first post credit scene in um in uh No Way Home is a scene with uh Venom with um what's his face? The guy the host of Venom. Mm. Um he's at Eddie Brock. He's he's in a bar in Mexico and which honestly doesn't make sense continuity wise because Eddie Brock didn't know Peter Parker <laughs> in the Venom films. Um, so, like, I don't know why he was brought into the MCU, but he was. Um, I mean, and, did he and not know a, him at all? No, there was no Peter Parker in the Venom films. Well, yeah, I know, I know he didn't, like, show up, but I thought he knew who Spider-Man was. Nope. Hmm. There was I don't I don't even remember Spider Man being referenced. Um, but anyway, basically, it's implied that for the entire duration of the film, Eddie Brock was just at this bar in Mexico talking with this bartender about how the fact that in this universe there's a whole bunch of superheroes called like the Avengers and they do shit, and then that you know talking learning about Thanos and stuff like that, and then, uh, you know the post credit scene. They make a joke about, you know, the, I forget what the, uh, the name that Venom wanted to use as his vigilante name in, uh, Venom 2 was, uh, but, like, it was something like the, the, uh, Violent Defender or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, Eddie Brock's like, you want to go by the Violent Defender? That's such a stupid name, which is something that was brought up in Venom 2. Um... But uh, then he gets teleported back. But a little piece of Venom is left at the bar. Which I'm like, when are they going to bring Venom in if they're not going to bring him in for Spider-Man? Yeah. Maybe he starts hunting down the Avengers? Well, all the Aven- what Avengers are left? Hawkeye? He's going to hunt what down Hulk? Hawkeye? Oh, I guess Bruce Banner is still around. Yeah, and uh, Scarlet didn't die. Did she? No, she's no, she's chilling out somewhere, which is the second post credit scene. <laughs> you got the second post credit scene, which was essentially an advertisement for um, for the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness thing. I can't um, wait. Which, if you saw, if you guys watched WandaVision, you know that Wanda kind of went into hiding after all that shit went down. And when Doctor Strange shows up, she's like freaked out a little bit. He's like, eh, he's like, I don't care about that. I know about that. I don't care about all that. Uh, I'm, he- I'm here to talk about the multiverse. <laughs> and because, um, and again, I don't care about spoiling WandaVision as much because it's one of those things that if you weren't watching it as it was coming out, it's not as fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, Wanda has kids in WandaVision, but they're a, you know, weird, magical illusion, but they're also real kind of deal. Yeah. Um, And she, at the end of WandaVision, starts searching the multiverse for a dimension where her kids are actually real. Because she lost them at the end of WandaVision. Hmm. Um, and so Doctor Strange apparently knows about this. He's like, hey, I need your help with this. Uh, and then 
there is they tie something else in, uh, which was really cool. With um, you see the evil Doctor Strange that was, and this is the wildest thing in my opinion. Oh yeah, this this evil Doctor Strange was introduced in the final two episodes, I think, of Marvel's What If series. Which, when that was com- when that was coming out, you're like, oh yeah, this is cool. These are all these alternate scenarios of Marvel, you know, stories. Like, what happened if this? What happened if that? You know, if you know, uh, Killmonger had become uh, Tony Stark's uh, had saved Tony Stark in uh, Afghanistan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Weird hypotheticals. Yeah. And uh, then what happens is uh, at the like second to last episode, uh, or the third to last episode, you get this thing of basically the question is, what if Ultron collected all the Infinity Stones? Um, and throughout the entire series, you have the Watcher narrating it. Something interesting happens. I'm actually not going to spoil this one. If you haven't seen this, you need to go watch Marvel's What If. I'm going to leave you hanging. Something Ah. interesting happens. Um, But, yeah, basically, how the series ends is an evil version of Doctor Strange that was introduced earlier in the series is left responsible in this multi-dimensional bubble for taking care of... um, something that could just potentially destroy the multiverse. So uh so you see evil Doctor Strange or Dark Doctor Strange because he's not explicitly evil and uh normal Doctor Strange interacting at some point. Again, this wasn't a traditional post credit scene, it was more of a trailer. Yeah. So um you know, you see that which was kind of cool that they're tying all of that together. The only thing that hasn't really been tied in um, to the greater MCU yet, at least not, like, forwardly, is Hawkeye. Hawkeye's kind of, like, which, to be fair, kind of, well, actually, Hmm. the episode's gonna run long today because I have a theory. Here we go. So, and this is relevant to Spider-Man Far From Home. So, one of the cameos we didn't talk about. Yeah. Yeah, one of the cameos we didn't talk about is Matt Murdock. Mm. Matt Murdock shows up, and he actually has a little bit of a cameo in uh, Far From Home. Yeah. uh, In a post-credit scene. Implying you know, his role in No Way Home, which was where he's Peter Parker's lawyer. It's just a little tiny scene, essentially. He's giving him some legal advice after people figure out he's Spider-Man. And uh, someone chucks a brick through Peter Parker's window, and Matt Murdock's just like, and catches the brick. And Peter's like, how'd you do that? And Matt's (laughs) just like, I'm a really good lawyer. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Of course, you know, if you are familiar with the either just, you know, Marvel in general or the Netflix series that came out like seven years ago, (laughs) you'll know Matt Murdock is the New York-based superhero Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen, and his deal is he's blind, but he has, like, all his other senses are heightened. So, like, he uses echolocation to locate things, so he actually, you know, and realistic, he has a greater awareness of his environment than most normal people. Um, but, uh, so, that's a cameo that happens in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which leads us to believe, along with a cameo, and I wouldn't see even as a cameo, it's not even a cameo, it's straight up a role in the Hawkeye show, um, mm. Which, if you, you know, this isn't going to mean anything to you if you haven't seen Daredevil or don't know, you know, Marvel. And if it, you do know Marvel, you saw this coming from the beginning. The primary antagonist is Kingpin, 
in Hawkeye. Kingpin was also the primary antagonist in Daredevil. And they have the same actor playing Matt Murdock in Spider-Man Far From Home and the same actor playing Kingpin in Hawkeye. Hmm. Which, previously, the Netflix Defenders movies, or TV shows, were dubiously canon to the MCU. Like, they never explicitly said anything. They were Netflix original content. Yeah. Um, and they were started, I believe, before the Disney acquisition. So it's like uh, they didn't know, hadn't quite determined whether they were canon or not. Hmm. Um, but I think we can safely say, because we have the returning Wilson Fisk actor, uh, Kingpin actor, and the returning Daredevil actor, both showing up in the same the MCU reprising their roles, I think it's safe to say that we could consider Daredevil canon. Yeah. Which means we can consider all the other Netflix Marvel shows canon because they all have crossovers with each other. Um, interesting. Okay. Which is, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Which means if we accept that to be the case, basically every Marvel movie slash TV show it's not animated is canon to the MCU now except for X-Men and Deadpool and Deadpool has I think been confirmed to be in an MCU project coming up yeah yeah so this I'm excited is, for that that'll be fun this is getting interesting I can't wait for Deadpool 3 honestly I'm like oh, <laughs> such good but, movies they're hilarious yes, yes. um so, so yeah, so I think, you know, that might be where the MCU is going. We'll see. Um, That'd be interesting. I'm, I'm curious. I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, I was kind of concerned after Endgame um, because it's like, well, they had like a threat that destroyed or killed half of the entire universe. Uh I'm curious to see what the next threat is, but they kind of have done, they did a reset and they did power, like, power scaling at the same time. So they essentially, they killed off or got rid of a lot of their high power characters because they can deal with threats like that. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, they made the possibilities so much bigger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, With the multiverse. So... I'm excited. You got your, you know, we only really have, in terms of, like, hard hitters, we got Captain Marvel, uh, Doctor Strange, and, um, Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. That's, that's, that's about it. And, you know, let, honestly, Hulk, the Hulk isn't necessarily, like, gonna be the one defending the earth if someone's trying to destroy it all by himself <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so you know we got we got oh maybe shit, yeah. wanda will come in yeah we got wanda too that's gonna be interesting mm-hmm. but um i think we should wrap up the episode okay because i've rambled on enough about my conspiracy <laughs> we will stay and we'll discuss some stuff for the final post uh show of the year yeah um or of the season not a season year, my bad um but uh if you're interested in listening to that in the future tune in on saturdays at 9 p.m central 10 p.m eastern to hear us ramble live in person <laughs> uh all that being said uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the Wasted Youths Podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Wasted Youths podcast we hope you enjoyed the show the wasted youths is produced by dominic sanders and micah Voorhees.
Dominic is also the lead editor of The Wasted Youths. All music featured in the show is composed by Micah Voorhees. If you enjoy our show, we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and consider donating through the link in the description to help us make better episodes. If you know someone who might be interested in the topic that we discussed tonight, feel free to send them our way by sharing this episode with them. All that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic evening, and we'll see you next week.